So I want to go ahead and just jump into the word. If you have your Bible with you, that's great. If you want to use your phone, that's cool. Um, the scripture that we have today, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Hebrews 12, 1. Hebrews 12, 1. Everybody bring their running shoes today. I did. We're going on a race. Hebrews 12.1 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the founder and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's go ahead and pray. God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for this scripture and how much it has taught us this week. And God, I just pray that you would just anoint me, give me the words to say. God, give me the ideas, God, from you that you have for your people today. Thank you so much for your word that is alive, is sharper than any double-edged sword. God, I thank you that you have so much planned to teach us today, and I pray that you would help us to hear it, what you have to say. And all God's people said, amen. All right, Hebrews 12.1. We think that the author of this book is most likely Paul, and Paul is talking about a race. He is talking about being in a race, and he's comparing it to the Christian life. And what he is saying is, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, when you read this in the Greek, the visual imagery of this scripture is literally the scene of the Colosseum and the games. It's almost a gladiator type imagery and event. And here in the scripture, it is talking about the Christian who is competing in the games, who is getting ready for the Olympic challenge of their day. And there is the athlete, the Christian, who is surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And the imagery there is the people in the stands of the Colosseum. Have y'all ever seen a movie like that? The, the person, the athlete, is getting ready to fight, or they're getting ready to go on a race, they're getting ready to have a challenge, they're getting ready to do a duel, and rah, all these people all around in the Colosseum are cheering them on, yeah? You got the visual imagery in your head? Yes, it's just like back in the day, 2,000 years ago, with the Romans and the Greeks. And this is the metaphor that Paul is using for the Christian walk, for our road, which symbolizes our relationship with Christ. And what he's telling us is when we start on the road, when we're in the Colosseum, the first thing we need to realize before we go on our race before we start the challenge, before we start the fight, before we have the duel, is look around in the crowd. We're not alone. We're in a race. 
Every single one of us, we're in a race. My race looks different than yours. Our race has been determined by God, our path. We do not choose it, but we are all told to run it. Everybody say run. Run the race. Fight the good fight. Not walk the race. Politely crawl through the race. Run the race. Everybody say run the race. Yeah, and the people cheering us on, the heroes of faith. Hebrews 11 is talking about the heroes of faith who have finished the race. It's talking about all of the heroes. Moses, you can go through Hebrews 11 on your free time, and it talks about every single hero that we grew up learning about in church. They finished the race. Everybody say, I want to finish. So Hebrews 11, to set Hebrews 12 up, is talking about people who finish. If this is the start line of me accepting Jesus and the end of the road is the finish, Hebrews 11 is the people who finish strong. I want to be like them. So he's telling the Christian, in your relationship with God, you're starting the race. You're saved now. You're enrolled. Whether you like it or not, you're going, okay? You've been enlisted. You're in a race, and you're not alone. That's the first thing you need to know. You're not alone. I don't know about you, but if you've ever ran cross country or track, I don't do that. If you see me running, I'm running from someone. I have my running shoes on. That's as far as I'm going to get. Whenever you start and you look at the finish line, man, sometimes I feel like I can't do it. You ever feel that way? Anybody ever feel that way? You're at the starting line of life. You're at the starting line. You look, you know you have to get down there. But you just feel like you're not going to make it, right? We all have that feeling. But knowing that we have a cloud of witnesses, a great cloud surrounding us that have already walked it, have already ran it, have already finished it, it gives us endurance. It gives us strength. And so in Hebrews 12:1, he's referring to all those people that finish strong. Everybody say finish strong. Right, that's what he's talking about. And so for us, it's the same idea now. The great cloud of witnesses, people are watching you. Great cloud of witnesses, you're not alone. People have done it. They've gone before. They've finished. They're cheering us on. Your friends and family, this church, your church family, we're cheering you on. You're not alone. You're not alone in this race. You might feel like you are, but you're not. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and that should pump you up. That should help you take the first step. If Moses did it, I can do it. If my friend at church did it, I can take another step. If my daddy did it, I can do it. It gives us encouragement to keep going. And so that is what is setting up the scripture. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, 
let us lay aside every weight. Here we are. Here we are at our road. We know people are cheering us on. We know Jesus is cheering us on. That's the most important. He's cheering us on. He's interceding for us. And so we start walking. They're cheering, yeah, go. And you're like, you know, you hear that chariots of fire. You're feeling real good, like, because you just started. You know what I'm saying? You just started. That's how I feel when I'm running with Sherry Allen. I'm good at the beginning. I'm dying at the end. You know what I'm saying? Because she's a runner. And so you're going, you're like, you're starting real strong. You're going good. People are with you. Hey, you know, I can do this. I can run this race. I can run this race set before me. And then it talks about laying aside every weight. If you're a runner and you're going into the games and you're going to the challenge and you're going to compete, you're not going to want to strap weights to you. You'll lose. Everybody that competes in the games sheds weight. In fact, in those times, in the Bible times, the Roman and Greek era of their Olympics type games that they had, every person that competed in the games had to go through 10 months of strict training. What they ate, what they put into their body, everything to shed extra weight so that they can run the race. And so this is what Paul is talking about. He's using this visual imagery. It's the same in the natural as in the spiritual. How can we think we can run when we got all this stuff strapped to us? Lay aside every weight, he says, to run. What kind of weights are we talking about? We're not talking about sin. What is the weights of this life? Well, for us, it's, it's so many different things. It can be disappointment. It can be sadness. It can be death of a loved one. It can be a friend that has hurt you. It's weighed you down. And you're trying to run, and you got this stuff strapped to you. And you see Jesus at the finish line, and you want to run, but you can't. Because you got all this stuff. Everybody say stuff. Okay, the Bible also talks about us being weighed down with the cares of this life. About people who hear the word and they receive it initially, but then it's choked out by the worries and cares of this life. It actually says money too. The worries and cares of money. So is providing for your family and working and all of that bad? Is it sin? No. But when it goes before God, you strap it to you and now it's a weight. And that's the same thing with anything. It can be technology. Technology's not a sin. He's talking about weight. Things we need to shed off so that we can run. If you're going to run, you're going to want to wear the right clothing. You need to be light. And the first thing you need to do to finish your race is run light. Number one, run light. If you're taking notes, you want to run light. And this is the visual imagery that he's talking about. 
in this scripture. Lay aside every weight. Weights can be things in life that we can't control. You know, for many of us, the last several months, we have not been able to control, all of us actually. And fear of the unknown, we can strap that stuff to us. And then it hinders us from our race. And now we're starting to barely be able to walk. Because now, I've got all this stuff weighing me down. I'm not able to run efficiently. And so what he's telling us is we got to let it go. We got to lay it aside. We got to get it out of this road. What are some other things that can be weights in our lives that can block us? People. You ever had that where you're trying to run and you're trying to go really strong at the track over here or wherever you run and then all of a sudden these people come up to you and start talking to you. And you're like, do you not see me dying here? I'm not a runner. I can't talk to you and run. You ever feel me on that? Yeah. So you're trying to run, right? And these people come and they start throwing stuff in your path. And they start talking to you about all kinds of stuff. And they start trying to pull you into their problems. They start trying to pull you off track. They start trying to pull you off the road. You know, that can happen a lot. But we got to lay that stuff aside. We got to lay it aside. What about the sin that clings to us so closely? The visual imagery here of the runner is he's wearing an outfit that clings to him so that when he sweats, he can't breathe. It's clinging. He's getting hotter. He's using all his energy. He can't go forward in the games. He can't go forward in the race because he's got this stuff clinging to him. And that's exactly what this scripture is talking about. The runners have to shed off the excess clothing. They got to shed off any of the stuff that's going to cling so closely. And for us, that's sin. It's not sweat. It's not Under Armour shirts. It's not sweatpants. It's sin. It's the things that we choose to keep in our life on the road that bind us and trip us up. How many of us have felt like, you know, I'm just going to stop right here because <laughs> I can't go any further. I'm wrapped up. And we stop. We stop right here, midway. We stop. We let the things in our life, the things that we put before God, trip us, and they wrap us up. And then all of a sudden, we're stuck. We can't go any further on the road. We stop. All the while, the finish line is here. We're not even looking at it. I can't even begin to focus on this because I'm so wrapped up in my own stuff. 
and I'm so wrapped up in my own problems, I can't even see Jesus anymore. Been there? I have. I'm on the road. I love Jesus, but I can't even see him anymore because I'm wrapped up. I'm weighed down. I'm entangled, and now I'm stuck. The scripture tells me that we have a choice in this matter. We have a choice when we're on the road in our Christian walk. We have a choice in our relationship with Christ because it tells us we can lay it aside. Yeah? It's our choice. It's our choice to lay it aside. Jesus can take this stuff from us, but we have to be willing to come to him first. He's right there the whole time. And here we are, picking all this stuff up on the road. Next thing you know, I can barely go. See where my eyes are? Where are my eyes? Down. Now I've got all this stuff. I've got cords around my feet. I can see the road, so I know where I'm going. I'm still on the road. People are knocking me off, but I'm getting back on. But I can't focus. And so what that tells me is that it's my choice to take these burdens on. It's my choice to be wrapped up in all this stuff. And it gets to the point to where Jesus, he's not even first anymore. He's just over there in the corner because my job's more important. Making people happy is more important. Making people like me is more important. Having people say, good job, I'm proud of you. That's more important. Getting what I want is more important. I don't ever want to be wrong. That's more important. But it's up to us. We have the choice to say no. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to fall on my road. I want to finish strong. Because guess what? It's not about you. It's not all about you. It's not all about you. Somebody's watching me. Great cloud of witnesses, your friends, your family. They're watching us pick this stuff up. They're watching us hold on to it. They're watching us wrap ourselves up. And all the while, what are we doing? We all do this, come on. Jesus don't love me no more. Where are you, God? You left me. Where are you? It's your fault this happened. And we blame him for the choices we're making. This is tough stuff. This isn't easy stuff. Running is not easy. I've tried it. I was way behind Sherry, and I had a great cloud of witnesses cheering me on to finish, and it was our little kids. It was the finest moment of my life, trust me. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> we haven't ran together in five years. I love you, Sherry. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't keep up with you. But that's what it's like. It's our choice to hold on to this stuff. It's our choice. And then we blame God. Man, how do you think that makes God feel? Man, that hurts. That hurts. 
You know, all the while God is there. He's given us everything we need to run the race. He's given us the strength. And then we continue to put all this stuff before him and he's saying, just give it to me. Put me first. I'll help you run. But we don't want to, do we? We want to be right. We want to have our way. We want whatever that sin is. We don't want to give it up. So we choose to stay there. Man, and it's sad when you see your friends and family doing that. And you try to talk to them. And sometimes it's just like they're not there. And you're trying to tell them, you got to run. Get that stuff out of your life. You need to talk to somebody. Get help. Get that stuff out of there. And it's just like glass, like they're stuck on the road. They're stuck in quicksand. And so what God is telling us through this scripture is it's our choice. It's our choice to be entangled. It's our choice to be wrapped up. It's our choice to be weighed down. I wonder if sometimes Jesus would like, would you all just quit whining? Come on. I know, I feel like he says that to me sometimes. Really? Let's go. Let's go. Put your shoes on. Lay some back up. Let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Let's go. The second thing that I want to talk about in regards to our race, he tells us, lay aside the sin that so entangles us and so easily ensnares us and let us run the race that is set before us. How am I going to do that when I got all this stuff? How am I going to do that? Well, he tells us the answer in verse 2. He says, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Everybody say, fix your eyes. Fix your eyes. That's that old song we learned when we were little. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go dim in the light of his glory and grace. He says, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. I'm going to put these on. They're bifocals. Ooh, now I can focus. I like this. I can focus. So what this scripture is telling me, we need to focus, y'all. We need to focus. Everybody say focus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So that tells me that whenever I'm walking, I can't look at the road. I can't look at the people. I can't take on the sin. I can't take on other people's problems. I can't try to be everything for everybody. In order to run and run well, I gotta focus on the end game. I gotta focus on the finish line. I gotta focus on Jesus who is here, who finished the race. And the only way I'm gonna finish is to look here. When you're running, you can't look anywhere else. You gotta look ahead. Psychology Today studied, they took a group of uh, Olympic champions, and they studied all their characteristics, and they came up with 12 that all Olympic champions have. And one of them is the ability to focus. They have the ability to focus. And that's what the scripture is talking about. In order to run the race with perseverance, you need to focus on Jesus. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to turn our eyes on Jesus. 
these Olympic champions, as I read about their characteristics, the psychological mindset that they have is, I've already won. They start the race looking at the finish line. They don't look at all this business. They don't go back and forth. They don't do all that. They don't take all this stuff on. They already see that they've won. They have the ability, it said, to automize, which that means automatize. It means that over time, through habitual practice, their mind automatically focuses. Now they gotta practice that. If you got an automatic car, you got anything that's automatic, it takes time to turn that on. And what these athletes do is over and over again as they run, as they compete, as they challenge, as they practice, as they train, they automize. Their mind automatically goes to the focus. They see themselves winning. What about us? Can we see ourselves winning and finishing the race? Instead of looking at all the things in our life, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the author, the beginner, and the finisher of our faith. He's a finisher, y'all. Do you know that? He's a finisher. I want to be a finisher. And he's telling me how. I got to lay aside the weights of the world. I got to let go of that sin that clings so closely. And I got to focus and fix my eyes on the finish line. It seems so simple, right? But we all know it's not. Because we're constantly bombarded by all this stuff. Jesus is like at the bottom, right? And we say, Lord, we love you. We'll give you everything. We give our life and all that. No, we got all this stuff. And so what he's challenging us with today is like, do you really put me first? How's your running going? He's a finisher. He wants us to finish. It also says at the end of that scripture, the author, the beginner, and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus' road wasn't easy. It might have looked like this. It looked really good this morning. It's kind of tore up now. It's got some holes in it. It's got some challenges for sure, kind of like life, kind of like us. Jesus' road was not easy, y'all. It was not easy. There was a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of sorrow. But guess what? He didn't stop right here. What if he did? We wouldn't be here. What if he said, oh, I don't want to do that? No, I don't want to die on the cross for people sitting. It hurts too bad. I'm just going to hold that right here. I don't want to do it, Lord. I don't want to do it, God. I don't want to do it. It's too hard. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to hold on to this. What would happen? We would not be able to go to heaven. There'd be no way for us to be saved, to accept Jesus into our heart, to have a race to start. But for the joy set before him, 
He endured the cross. That tells me Jesus focused. When he was going down the Via Della Rosa, when he was struggling down the road, when he was on the cross, he was probably walking slow. He had the cross, he was going. This was not an easy road, but he kept going. He wasn't alone. He had a great cloud of witnesses. He had people. He had God. He kept going. He laid aside the weight. He laid aside the hard things. And he kept going. Do you know how he finished his race? He focused. He saw you. Who, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. How did Jesus finish his race? He finished it by focusing on what was going to happen after. He kept looking here, and he saw you, and he saw me, and he saw everyone that would come to know him as savior. And he focused and he finished the race. How many of us feel like over the last several months, we've been bombarded by all kinds of weights, all kinds of stuff, all of us. And you know, I think for some of us, you know, there's some times where we wanted to sit down right here Say, what's going on? <laughs> right? Because there's so much unknown up ahead, right? I can't answer all the questions of everything that's going to happen in the world. We want to because we're human. We want to control it. But the thing is, when we take all that and we want to control it, we're no longer focusing on what is for certain. And over here is for sure. This is one thing you can bank on. He's at the end. He finished the race. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. So why are we looking over there? Why? Why are we focusing on all that stuff in our lives and not focusing on the one thing that we know is going to happen? We know for sure he's going to come back and get us. We know for sure if we've accepted Jesus into our heart that we're saved and we're going to heaven. Shouldn't we be focusing on that to finish the race? That's how we're gonna finish strong. Our third point is we need to run the race to get a crown. We wanna run a race. We wanna run like Jesus. We wanna run strong. We wanna run light. And we wanna finish. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 says, you know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one runner gets the prize. So run like that, run to win. All who compete in the games use strict training. They do this so that they can win a prize, one that doesn't last, but our prize is one that will last forever. So I run, so I run like someone who has a goal. We need to run to get a crown. 
We need to run to finish the race. We don't need to walk. We need to run. And we need to do those three things in order to fight and in order to make it. Our road might be rough. It might look tough. But if we can throw aside those weights and we can throw aside that sin and we can focus on the end game and we can focus on the goal, we're going to run and win. How many of y'all know he won? He won. So why are we letting the things of this life dictate to us how we're running? Why? I came here today to tell you guys it's time to run. It's time to keep going. A lot of us have stopped. A lot of us are waiting right here. What's going to happen? What's up? No. It's time to run. Focus on the end game. Focus on the goal. It's time to run. It's not time to stop. There's so much to do now. There's so many people we need to touch. There's so many people we need to reach. There's so many people we need to tell about Jesus. There's so many people that need to be free. Now is not a time to stop. And I know you might feel like stopping because things have been tough, things have been rough, but you gotta lay that stuff aside and we gotta focus and we gotta run. Kind of like when I was running with Sherry that one day five years ago. I started out strong, y'all. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Sherry's a runner, but you know, I'm gonna do this. I start out, I'm feeling real good. I'm going, you know, I'm with Sherry, having time as friends, you know, we're going. Next thing I know, Sherry's like way ahead of me. And next thing you know, I feel like I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna make it. And I'm looking at Sherry's house, which is my end game. I need to make it back to Sherry's house. And I can't stop, because all her kids are watching me cheering Sherry on. <laughs> and I can't stop. So I focus on the goal. I focus on the end game. I focus and I watch Sherry. I watch her ahead of me. And I tell myself, I'm going to keep making it. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running. If Sherry does it, I can do it. I'm going to keep following her. I'm going to focus. I saw her the whole way. And I kept going. Even when I felt like I was going to die. Even when I felt like I didn't have the strength. I kept going. People were cheering for me. I kept going. I kept going. And I made it. I made it to the end game. I made it to the finish line. But if I had turned away at any point and I didn't look at Sherry ahead of me, I wouldn't have made it. Trust me. You know why? Because I would have been looking at all the other stuff. I would have been looking at all the obstacles. I would have been listening to my feelings. I would have been listening to my body saying, you can't do it. You can't do it. I would have been listening to all the thoughts in my head saying, I'm not good enough. I haven't trained enough. I can't do it. There's so many obstacles to overcome. And I really didn't feel like I was going to make it. I know a lot of us feel that way right now. But if we could just keep going. If, we, if you have to crawl, crawl right now. 
crawl, crawl, don't stop, keep going, keep inching forward, and as you run, and God shows you all this stuff, throw it off so you can run faster, (laughs) throw it off. As you run and God shows you the sin that's entangled around your feet, let him take it off. Let him take it off your ankles so you can run. He's cheering you on. You gotta focus. We gotta focus on him. We're not gonna finish. There is no substitute. There's no book you can read. There's no exercise you can do. There's no pill you can take. The only thing you can do to run is to focus on him. It's the only thing. And we need to put him first again. We need to quit looking at the road We need to quit looking at the things that are happening in the world, letting it trip us up. We need to quit. We just need to stop. We need to put him first again. He'll take care of all that business, don't you know? You think he's big enough to take care of all that business? It's happening, people knocking you off, all kinds of stuff, stressing you out, fear, anxiety, all that stuff. He can handle it if we can just give it to him. If we can give it to him, we can finish strong. He was a finisher. I'm going to go ahead and call up my youth staff team. This week at camp, we taught the kids this same message. We taught them to finish strong. We taught them to fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith. We taught them that they were surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses cheering them on in the race, that they were not alone. We taught them that they needed to lay aside all the weights, all the baggage, all the things that are holding them back in their race. We taught them they needed to have Jesus and take those snares off of their ankles so that they can run. And then we taught them they needed to focus on Jesus so that they can be a finisher. Because one day, when our road is done, there's a crown he has for each and every one of us. And it's a crown that lasts. It's not a crown that perishes, just like in the games. Back in the day, in the Olympic games of their time, it was a wreath of leaves. And these people beat their body, and they suffered, and they went on this road to gain a crown that didn't last. How much more should we in the spiritual keep walking on the road so that we can get a crown that will never last, that's forever? I'm going to go ahead and have them play this song. Number one, I want you to think about the weights in your life that God's calling you to let go of. It's not sin all the time. Sometimes it's just life. Think about if there's anything in your life God's calling you, you need to let that thing go. You need to let that be in my hands and let that sin go. Go ahead.